Welcome back to tonight's coverage of Merrimack Hockey. The Warriors host Maine in the second game of the weekend set. Joining us is Red Gendron, the head coach of the Maine Black Bears. And first of all, Red, we were talking yesterday about the Soviet hockey team, the 30 for 30. And I'm you know, curious to get your thoughts on, you know, when did you become aware, I guess, or, you know, really paying attention to what was being done in, in the, uh, you know, the Soviet style of play, the things that Anatoly Tarasov was doing, you know, and how did it influence your styles? Well, uh, I mean, I, there was a time, well, first of all, I, I was aware of the 72 series, you know, when the Soviets first came over to play, uh, uh, you know, the NHL All-Stars, basically Team Canada, right? Uh, so, uh, but at that point, I was uh, just a kid in high school, you know, so I, I didn't watch it uh, uh, in any manner other than as a fan, you know, and it was great when Canada won and, uh, you know, Paul Henderson's goal and so on and so forth. Now, being up in Berlin, you know, close to Canada, were you able to get the Canadian broadcast? Because I'm sure it wasn't oh, yeah, on down yeah. here. I, I mean, I watched every game. I mean, we, we, had, uh, we had three Canadian stations. We had... Uh, uh, oh, excuse me, two Canadian stations. We had a French station out of Sherbrooke and, a, and an English station out of Montreal. So you could always watch games on Hockey Night in Canada. You know, it's the same thing up in Bangor now. You know, we have English uh, uh, CBC, so you can watch Hockey Night in Canada up in Bangor. <clears throat> but anyway, um, you know, so in, obviously in 1980, I graduated from college in 1979. And, you know, uh, I, I knew the last kid cut, uh, Ralphie Cox, because uh, he played at UNH with a kid I played with in Berlin, a guy named Frankie Roy, who was a great hockey player at UNH and for a long time played on the same line, centered for Ralphie. And, uh, you know, I... <laughs> When when we beat the Russians, um, I was actually chaperoning a high school dance at Berlin High School. I was I was back there as a teacher, uh, my very first year as a teacher, and you know the word came over the you know the band that was playing said oh the you know the United States just beat the Russians. So I didn't see it live, and nobody did. In fact, they put it on tape delay, right as you well know, and. <clears throat> so then, you know, I, at that point, I was just starting my, you know, my coaching career. And, uh, you know, as time went on, I got heavily involved in USA Hockey. And there were people there like Lou Vero, who uh, was a personal friend of Anatoly Tarasov. And, you know, Tim Taylor and Johnny Cunniff from this area, you know, a legendary name yeah. in, in, in hockey circles around here. And these guys became my friends. And so we, you know... Along with them and through their mentorship, because I was the young coach involved, you know, um, I did a lot of studying of that style. And then when, when Kenny Dryden's book came out, The Game, you know, he talked about how the Russians were trying to possess the puck and never wanted to dump it in in 1972 and whatnot. And, and then, you know, he made the point that later on in future series, the Russians had begun to understand that Hockey wasn't a possession game in the sense that you could count on possession and always regrouping while the other team was in position to defend was not necessarily the best way. The idea was to, to, to learn how to quickly strike as soon as you recapture possession of the puck. And, you know, that was, that was the next big thing. I mean, I think the Russians, what they did was... Uh, 
you know, they taught us how to train for hockey. Instead of, you know, you, you know, a month of training camp, our pros would, you know, shed 15 pounds and get back into play, what they call playing shape. Uh, the Russians taught us uh, that hockey, to train to be an elite hockey player, it had to be a year-round thing. And that's, that's one thing. And then they, they taught us the value of transition. They taught us the value of, of playing a non-linear game. You know, moving to space and support and whatnot, and and so uh, now the game has evolved. You know, it's a hybrid of a variety of styles. You yeah. know what I mean? We've been influenced by other European countries as well, yeah. and uh, and and you know, we we've established some of our own elements within within the game. I think that emanate from here about how to go to the net and everything else, and. Um, that I think makes hockey the most exciting game now because it's truly a global game and we all learn from one another. Yeah. Um, let's talk about last night's game, a 4-3 win for your team. Uh, thought a lot of good things that your team did, especially you know weathering a bit of a storm in the first period, killing off two penalties, and then uh, you know getting a couple of big goals late in the period to give yeah. yourselves a two-nothing lead. Merrimack, you know, got most of their scoring chances on the on the power play in the first period. Credit to them for that. You know, they broke us down and got some opportunities, and thankfully they didn't score. And then we got back to it and started generating some speed. And, uh, you know, obviously scored a couple of a couple of goals. One off of you know a face off where it just became a grind. It wasn't like a clean face off win. It was a grind, and it got to the point. And you know, we established a screen on uh, on the Tyrannin boy, and uh, so the puck found its way through. You know, I don't think he saw it. And then um, you know, we scored on a rush where you know we got uh, you know our top offensive defenseman Ben Hutton in there. So. You know, it was a nice, nice play moving up the ice by Brian Morgan. He got it over to Swavely, and Swavely bounced the puck off uh, Tiernan's pad, and it went right to uh, Hutton. But he showed some. He showed why he's a reigning All-American by how he handled that puck and got it into the empty net. You know, with uh, with Tiernan, uh, you know, prone. And then, you know, in the in the second period, I mean, you know, we got the three nothing lead, some hard work on the boards, and. You know, sure as you ended up all alone for what seemed like a month and a half, you know. And, you know, a great player made a play and scored a goal. And, uh, you know, and then Merrimack, to their credit, you know, they bounced back using their forecheck and, and whatnot, which is uh, one of the signature pieces of their game, I think. You know, we sort of interesting. We use pretty much the same system that they do. Uh, but they executed it well and, and got themselves... Uh, you know, back in the game, scoring two goals, and then of course we, you know, we got the fourth one, and that made it a little tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talking about the third and the fourth goals, uh, a guy that I had wanted to ask you about today, anyway. I thought, you know, started both those plays off, and Nolan Vesey working hard along the boards to dig the puck out, and obviously a freshman for your team, and the son of Jim, who is a, you know, a, a star here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. How's Leach recruited? You know, uh, yeah. Jim Senior. Uh, here to Merrimack and you know Nolan uh, Nolan's really elevated his game this year you know he's learned uh, certain playing habits that are required to succeed at this level and and beyond 
and he won a lot of battles last night and uh, you know played with the kind of intensity you know you need to play with to succeed at this level and uh, you know so uh, you know it's great to see Nolan uh, uh, coming along you know everybody knew he, he was a good player you know what I mean but for for a lot of players their first year in hockey East, it's a big wake-up call, you know what I mean, in terms of how hard the game is played and the kinds of things you have to do. I mean, you, you have to learn patience in the game because the players are too good. You can't just do whatever it is you did your whole life to create scoring chances unless unless that, unless that you had college-type uh, habits, you know, as a junior player. Uh, it, there's a period of adjustment, and I think Nolan's done a fabulous job in adjusting uh, to this, and it hasn't always been easy. You know, Nolan's been scratched, and you know he's been on the power play, and he's been taken off the power play, and all of those kinds of things. Uh, but uh, he's he's learned, and he seems to be having fun playing the game. You always do when a you win, and b you score. I guess now you got to see if you can get Harvard on the schedule next year, and then Dad Jim can watch both of the boys play against each other. <laughs> that that would be nice, you know. Um, I mean, I've known the dad for a long time too, and he's good friends with Knuckles Nyland, who I had a chance to work with uh, in New Jersey and maintain a friendship with Knuckles, you know. So, um, you know, it's great to see, but uh, Harvard is not on our schedule next year, and so it's too bad. Yeah. All right, so tonight's game, the second game, you guys have a chance to get a big sweep, which will really help you in your drive for home ice. Um, I thought last night's game was one where you win the game, but there's pr- probably still some things that, you know, teachable moments, I guess, during the game. So what do you guys need to do tonight? Well, we need to we need to play with the same energy we played with last night. That, I mean, I was positive, and um, we know full well that, you know, Mark's team's going to push back. I mean, it's senior day here. There's going to be a lot of jacked-up kids so, uh, you know, we have to be prepared for that and ready to work uh, as hard as we have to work. You know, we, we've talked all year long about learning to do what is required, okay? And uh, at times that's that's been a struggle for us. You know, I, I use the analogy of, uh, you know, June 6, 1944, and so it's like Omaha Beach and uh, the whole thing, you know, the plan has gone to hell in a handbasket. And uh, the troops on the beach and their leaders had a choice, you know. And, and there were some people who were talking about getting back on the boats and going back to the to the ships out 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 at sea. And uh, but there were people there who said, "Hey, we're going to get this job done." So they scaled the. I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's pretty no, I like pretty. Uh, it's a pretty moving place for an American, you know, and you stand up on those bluffs and you look down and you see what a shooting gallery it w- would have been for the Germans. But these guys uh, found a way despite, you know, equipment problems and snafus with units being in the wrong place on the beach. They organized themselves and they got the job done. Well, that's no different than a hockey team in a hockey game. Yeah. You know, you got to figure out a way to get the job done every night, you know, and the, and the mission every night obviously is to win the game. And uh, so that's 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 where we're at as a hockey club, and um, uh, we know what we have to do, and we know the other team's going to be ready. I've known Mark Denny for a long time, and they're never not ready to play. So, you know, double, double button your chin strap. <laughs> 
All right. Thanks a lot, Red. We appreciate your time. Good luck tonight. Good luck the rest of the way. Maybe we'll see you down the road. But either way, have a safe trip home tonight, too. Thanks, brother. All right. That's Red Gendron, the head coach of the Maine Black Bears. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.